SuperValue now have more online slots than ever before. Shop now at supervalue.ie. Collect your weekly shop with our contactless collection service. At SuperValue, we're there for you. Hey there, podcast fans. I'm Cassie, and I'm the host of Disflix and Tidbits, my solo movie podcast about Disney Company movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras, movie news, and experiments on nostalgia in between. Come for the childhood memories, stay for the deep dive into your favorite movies. New episodes every Wednesday. Tune in to Disflix and Tidbits. Subscribe for free everywhere podcasts are found. Welcome to the Disney vs. Disney podcast, the podcast where we try and figure out exactly what is the best Disney film ever made. I am your grandmaster and judge, Zane C. Weber, here with two debaters who are going to argue today, which is the better film. Is it Toy Story 3? It is. Or is it A Bug's Life? It is. Okay. <laughs> Defending Toy Story 3 is Gen Tree. Do you prefer Gentry? That's great. You know, it's funny. That's exactly what you said last time. Hey. I am a consummate host. <laughs> I for, I just forget to clarify these things before we record. No, Gentry is great. As I said last time, it rhymes with everything. Wonderful. So let's do it. Excellent. And why do you love Toy Story 3? I mean, like, it's... It's just there are no words. Everyone loves this film, including me, obviously. I hope there are some It words. is a unanimous win. It is a unanimous best film ever. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't mm-hmm. have to say much more than that. Okay. You know, listeners, uh, just nod is, with me. It's good. That's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> strategy in this debate. I don't think I need to say anything. Uh, Alex, yes? you, of course, are going to be defending A Bug's Life. Why do you love A Bug's Life? Uh, well, it ain't no cars. That's that's first. <laughs> um, I genu- oh. I genuinely think this is actually a really good underrated movie, and I I have dunks to deliver unto you and your film. Interesting. And I will do that in the next no, few minutes. You can try. I will. I will succeed <laughs> right. in the dunks. Smack talk. It's only taken twenty four episodes to get some smack talk in before the debate. It's an honor. Um, that's what we're here to do. Keeping keeping you all honest this week is Miranda Selwood on fact checking. Hello. I'd I'd like to declare a bias for both these films. <laughs> that's we are, a lie, and you we know are get, it. We are getting to the difficult end of these debates, oh, it's and it's only going to get more difficult from now on because. Next round, it's going to be the winners of these debates. Mm. So uh, here's looking forward to that. (laughs) There are five categories, of course, that I am looking for in these debates. They are the memorable moments of your film, the message of your film, the movie magic involved in making your film, the magic music in your film, and the catch-all topic, that Disney touch, what did your film do or what did Disney do with your film that no one else could have. Now, we will be starting out with three-minute opening arguments. You'll get a warning bell at two minutes. And I will cut you off. At three. The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. We have rolled a dice to see who is going to go first. Gentry won that roll and has decided to go first. It's a strong play. It's a strong play. But I'm, I'm keen. Let's see how that works out for you. 
<laughs> All right. So, Jen, you will have three minutes and your time starts when you start talking. Toy Story 3, easily the most powerful and emotionally charged Disney Pixar movie that has ever been made, was by far the most anticipated movie of all time. Released 2010, with an 11-year hiatus since the OG first and second films, the movie looks into the life of the toys after their beloved Andy is all grown up, mirroring exactly how its base audience for the first two movies have moved into adulthood, which means it will 100% get you in the feels, no questions asked. Its creative team and cast are the best in the biz, starring Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, directed by Lee Unkrich. He's the Toy Story 2 director and has a huge animating background. Music, of course, by Randy Newman. He won a Grammy and an Academy Award for this movie. Animating is unreal, as always. It's the third highest grossing animated film of all time and the highest in the Pixar family beating Finding Nemo. Check the accolades page, Miranda, it'll blow your mind. It won so many awards and was also nominated for Best Picture. Only three animated movies have ever been in the running. Now, while this movie is the third in the series, which is usually doomed to trilogy failure, this movie nails it, bringing on new characters while playing on the nostalgia and modernising extending the original characters' growth and development the perfect amount. Like Buster the Family Dog is old and cute, Mrs. Potato Head has lost an eye for the majority of the film, plus Woody loses his hat, which on some level makes you constantly long for the balance to be restored. Ugh. Buzz and Jesse are developing a romantic relationship Barbie moves in with Ken the list goes on it's been so long since the second movie released 1999 so much has changed Andy's about to go to college and also is leaving proving the first obstacle the toys are trying so hard to be recognised and appreciated again it really plays with the what if of what does happen to your old toys when you grow up and what happens to their purpose can they change and adapt and I can guarantee that after you saw this film you wondered and worried about your old toys for the adults and parents, there are so many good references, which is Disney's charm, the evil toys gamble, the way the toddlers play allude to horror movies, Bonnie's toys talking about their classical acting training, the entire covert escape mission drips with film noir and James Bond references, Buzz being set to Spanish, Ken's extensive collective wardrobe, plus magical moments like how the movie opens on this ridiculous Western action scene, bringing young Andy's imagination to life. I mean, kid Andy playing and loving being with the toys on old school video camera footage. Like, that's a tasty amount of nostalgia plus you've got a friend in me plays the best song makes a comeback i mean the way the toys navigate the world and use items to their advantage is what makes this movie so uniquely special mr potato head using a tortilla then a zucchini for a makeshift body woody string from his back for stealth a vending machine being the evil lair slinky being the ultimate handy tool the claw making a reprise i mean i could go on this movie amazingly addresses belonging and self-belief, abandonment, and how moving on can be a beautiful thing. It's just so wholesome, Zane. I, oh, I agree. It's Is so it? good. <laughs> so good. Do, do you need more time? No, no, I smashed that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Uh, okay, well, that that you gave me a lot of points there. Alex, I just really wanted you to agree with me, you know. I agree. I love both just, these just movies. Just before Alex even speaks, just be like, look at that. Uh, I, look I think at we that. do have You're a fact good. to be checked, though. <laughs> uh, could you please just go back and confirm your stats on the highest grossing film? Now, I went to the Toy Story 3 accolades page, which actually has different facts to the front page mm. of Toy Story 3. But I took the best facts. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> they might not have been the correct facts. But if they're still facts <laughs> on a different right. page, is it just okay. to repeat, repeat um, the statement for me? Third highest grossing animated film of all time. That's just animated films. Uh, I have it as the fourth. See, uh, if but you that go, may have been because Incredibles 2 was released after 
uh, Toy but Story three and overtook it. The accolades page, it's different. <laughs> um, I've I've checked a couple of different sites. Sadness, and uh, actually, it's listed as number five on another one. Oh, what so, the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's getting worse. Well, okay. Well, we will leave Miranda to. Uh, we'll just have a whole separate section about Wikipedia favorites, but it us. is very high up. Overall, yeah, and it is uh, the second. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> yeah, listen to that. The highest grossing of Pixar seems to be correct. Look at that. Okay, Alex, right. you have three minutes with a warning at two. Your time starts when you start talking. Throughout the movie, the main idea is that a seed can grow into something bigger, namely an idea. What's interesting is that both the good and bad characters agree with this, and Hopper is using it as a motivation to subdue the ants, and Flick uses it to free them. A bigger concept than most kids' movies, but a good message. And to give a little bit more credit to the people speaking out against things because they might just save the day. Again, a bold thing to tell the kids. Um, <laughs> I mean, a true thing, but anyway. Uh, Randy Newman, completely original soundtrack, unlike Toy Story 3. Uh, which rehashes uh, some safe bets from but it's the a first good song. two. It's a good song. Uh, it also won the Grammy for Best Original Composition. Uh, it features sweeping orchestral arrangements that capture the epic mood of the scenes perfectly, and Time of Your Life is a bop. Uh, John Laster has been quoted as saying he thinks it's one of the most beautiful movies they've ever made saying that the widescreen and depiction of crowds is such a leap after Toy Story 1 causing the studio to have an annual Bugs Life Appreciation Week where they watch the movie read the script and get Dave Foley the voice actor a flick on the phone uh, in the list of Pixar movies ranked from least to most feminist uh, Bugs Life comes in at number 4 one ahead of Toy Story 3 which comes in at number 5 Andrew Stanton who worked on the story of a Bugs Life um, discussed creating Dot because his daughter had just been born at the time for production and he was inspired by his daughter and wanted to give um, his daughter a girl character to aspire to. And she is a great character. This film has great female representation, especially uh, for its time, whereas Toy Story 3 actually does not. I'm willing to expand on that. Uh, I also think that playing the seed of a revolution is just an entire generation is just a good <laughs> message to have. Um, <laughs> there are insane amount of great memorable moments. Like I would say arguably every scene just because of the way it looks and the way it is, but specifically when Flick stands up to Hopper for the first time to protect Dot, but then is told to get back in line. Um, when he knocks the food into the water, palpable anxiety, the lack of music, the fear, genuinely unsettling. The scene in the bar, the grasshoppers establish that they have enough food. They're keeping the ants in line. This scene stayed with me as a kid. Uh, the end when Flick is beaten down and still stands up to Hopper, he's willing to die for his cause because he believes in it so much. You don't see that anymore. This was a dark experimental time before they, they cut the, the claws off their movies, made it a bit more kid-friendly, but that was dark and good. Uh, they looked at what they could do with the technology at the time and made it. They weren't limited. This film was made in 1998 and it generally still holds up because they were smart about what they did. There's really great, witty and subtle dialogue. Uh, and there are so many characters and rather than make them all 2D or blast through their plot points, they actually all are very fleshed out characters and the, the relationships between them grow very organically and genuinely. Uh, also, we as humans have never seen the world from this point of view. It's a unique, unique way of looking at the world and it was Pixar's first dip into some real fun secret world building. The world feels lived in. The art direction is great. The shot composition of the use of color uh, to create mood and atmosphere. The shot of Hopper looming over Flick as he lies on the ground with the fire behind him. Ah, oh, kiss noise. Hopper is a genuinely terrifying villain. He's physically intimidating, but never gets his hands wet. Uh, his motivations are, have a maturity in time. You cheated, jacket and jack in the box. Well done. You are firing on all cylinders. Mm. Uh, okay. I, I gotta. You see what I'm against? <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 3 here. Are you admitting that 
My movie is better, Alex. Is I'm this what I hear? I'm admitting a larger crowd would say so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's let's go straight into round two, which is two minute rebuttal as to why your opponent's film is not the best Disney film ever made. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Miranda, is there any any clarification on previous facts or any facts that need to be checked? No, all seems good. Although, can I just point out, Alex, this is an audio medium, so you don't have to say kiss noise. You can <laughs> just, just make the kiss, make a noise. kiss noise. I chucked a wee joke in there. I thought it'd go down well. Felt Apparently good. not. Damn, I got lost. <laughs> if you get letters, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Jen, you will start. Uh, you have two minutes and your time starts when you start talking. Rebuttal. Here we go. Number one, John Lasseter ran the ship for a bug's life, plus Kevin Spacey's in it. They are not good dudes, but I don't have time to get into that. Number two, it literally says on your movie poster from the creators of Toy Story, meaning I am the alpha. Number three, your movie had a public feud with DreamWorks because of the Ants, A-N-T-Z, movie that was released the same year. Your movie is not original and DreamWorks did an arguably better job with the concept. Number four, your movie did not get a sequel or a trilogy. They definitely ran out of ideas or just gave up. Number five, your lead character Flick is a glorified imbecile. Five minutes into the movie, he's accidentally attacked the princess he literally talks over and ignores her 10 minutes in flick destroys the entire food supply all the other characters have to fix his mistakes blah 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 number six the premise of the movie is a bit messed up and distressing to be honest the ants are controlled by and physically abused by a hopper and his clan it's random acts of terror like hopper is emitting death threats i'll kill you is a real quote Quote, he also violently punches a random in- innocent grasshopper to let out his rage? Toxic masculinity much? I think so. Number seven, the plot literally works of a parasitical abusive gaslighting relationship. Not cool. Number eight, 15 minutes in, Hopper nearly feeds a baby ant to a rapid grasshopper like he tries to kill Flick numerous times. Plus at the end, Hopper is eaten alive by the birds and screams to death on screen. Why so violent? Number nine, the queen is a senile old woman. A real <laughs> ant queen is literally pooping out eggs left right and center continuously says the internet this queen has never seen doing that ridiculous number 10 the bug circus is actually just a bad show the ringleader nearly dies in a freak accident and then fires them all because of his mistake wow is there a union number 11 the characters in the bug circus are all super stereotypical and there's some low-key cultural appropriation going on number 12 a fly literally zaps itself to death on a light number 13 moments after that three flies start to sexually harass the ladybug In summation, this is basically the first 30 minutes of the film and I'm already roasting it this much. So how is this a kid's movie? It is literally garbage. It is garbage. And also like... The jig is up, you jaded jughead and jack in the box. All right. The end. Okay. (laughs) Well. um, I've never had to look up do queen bees... Poop. (laughs) Continuously poop eggs before, but... Apparently they do. Mm. All right. Yep. That's uh, that's some nature facts here with Disney versus Disney. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you gave me a lot of points, and I'm gonna bring a few up in questions later mm-hmm. uh, because oh, I'm just so filled with no, rage. Yeah. No. We'll just, just see so where much that shaky energy. We'll just see I'm where that up. leads to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, you have two minutes to tell me why. Toy Story 3 is not the best Disney film ever made and your time starts when you start talking. 
Kevin Spacey and John Lester won't defend him. But let's not uh, let's not act like Tim Allen isn't starting to say some problematic stuff. And yeah, the creators of Toy Story 1. Toy Story 3 is just Toy Story 2, except Stinky Pete is Lotso. And by the looks of it, Toy Story 4 is doing the exact same thing. After a misunderstanding, the toys get separated. They meet a mean toy who may or may not have, uh, <laughs> who may not sway some of the cast. And then they make it back in the end. We've been watching the same movie this whole time with the same songs. It is just a rehash. The first one was great. The second one was also great. The third one is just the second one again. The going into the furnace is so tacky. There are no stakes. At no point am I going to get... As if, as if the film is going to end with the toys burning to death in toy hell. You cannot make me act as if that's going to happen. And when you know it's not going to happen, it's just boring. It's just like, well, they're obviously going to get... Oh yeah, de- literal. Deus ex machina. A, a, a hook? A hook from the sky takes them away. Uh, the movies have always contributed to the, real, to the real problem of hoarding and are now throwing into the mix the argument that if you give a toy away, they might go to a child that doesn't love them enough or they might die in toy hell. Spanish <laughs> buzz implies that Spanish culture can just be turned on like a hat and is played for laughs by becoming a macho salsa dancing romantic accompanied with a Spanish version of You Got a Friend of Me at the end. Barbie's line to Lotso is not played as empowerment. It is played as a joke with all the toys remarking like, oh, she's smart, I guess. Ken is coded as a closeted homosexual character, so the jokes can be made... At his expense, uh, receiving belittling comments from the male toys around him, sending the message that any man who displays uh, traditionally feminine traits deserves to be humiliated. Uh, it reuses You Got a Friend in Me, as it does in the first two. Um, yeah. Oh, God, uh, a review from a, an 11-year-old kid. I saw Toy Story 3 with my parents after the movie. We came to the conclusion it was the worst in the trilogy and too scary. Um, oh, I had a really good one. Um, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, take it. Take your time remembering it. <laughs> nah, I think I said no. <laughs> the jig is up, you jaded jughead, a jack in the well box. Well done. Okay, so I have a lot of things I need to write down. So we're going to take a little break now, and we will come back with an open discussion about these two films. All right, into the open discussion round. Uh, now, you'll both have a chance to ask a question if you wish, but I have a few questions first. Good. Okay. Now, you've both brought up the rather scary, horrifying and violent aspects of your opponent's film. So I'd like you to speak a little bit on that topic as to why your film is appropriately scary slash violent as opposed to too scary slash violent. All right, do I go first? Of course, yeah. Okay, you, you like volunteer eyes first. are beaming at me. Um, <laughs> I guess my like elements of my film, especially with Lotso and his bad team, are, you know, bad guys, not the best guys. Um, but even when they are sort of terrorising the team, it's all sort of pseudo-violence. It's, you know, switching Buzz to demo mode rather than threatening his life. It's putting the toys in like these little pseudo jail cells, but you only really get that through context. You don't see any like thing that's super graphic in that sense. Even when Mr. Potato Head is chucked in the sandbox, you can still associate a sandbox with like a a plaything. It's not super dark. But what about the furnace scene? The furnace scene, I guess, is not not a threatening thing it's it's an obstacle that they've come across rather than rather than it being used as a plot point to threaten the characters in like a 
a vicious way. It's more of an obstacle that that is too big for them to tackle kind of thing. Whereas a lot of a bug's life for me is it just relates, uh, relies on, sorry, these characters attacking each other. So... Whereas this is more of just a like I mean it's not a natural phenomenon but it's almost painted as one. I mean there there definitely is a point in Toy Story three in that furnace scene mm. where they lose hope mm. and accept death. Mm. That is a very real concept for children to grapple with. Mm. And that's kind of what I wanted you to talk about as to why that is acceptable but the bullying scenes and the violent scenes in A Bug's Life are not. I guess like, I mean, if we're going to get real real feels for a second, death is a, a thing that happens all the time and it's quite common and it's on some level not spoken about in media so it's really interesting to see a kids movie tackle it and tackle it okay. head on yeah. and i think it's it's almost presented in presented in probably one of the best ways it could because it is sudden it's not this looming plot device that's constantly over the kid's head like that would be horrifying if you were watching this like kid movie and the entire time you're like cool when are they gonna die we know they're gonna die but when this is sort of chucked in at the very last moment for a hot second and then it's gone so it's not a problem you have to worry about for too much but like I do think as an adult person (laughs) it's it's good to teach kids about the real things in life Uh, like as in yes it is good to teach kids that bullies exist and predators exist and you know, not good people exist, but um, that's something that I guess that's the fault of humans, whereas yep. death is a common natural thing. Okay. I, yeah. And uh, and Alex, uh, the violence in a bug's life, is it justified and if so, why? Absolutely. Um, I think that's the point. I don't think that any of the tension would have nearly – like Hopper rocks up at the start and he threatens and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. But then you see like he's actually – a terrifying villain, like a much darker villain than we used to because it was so early. And to actually see the actual consequences, uh, you, you mentioned before it was like a, a gaslighty, scary, manipulative thing. But like, that's the whole point. It's it's this systemic oppression of these people and it needs to feel real. There, there needs to be genuine fear there for it to actually have an impact. And mm. I think Flick's scene at the end where he gets beaten up, not even by Hopper, like someone he, he's, he commands someone else to do it. He gets beaten up and he stands up and you're like, Oh man, he could actually die. Like he could actually die. He's been bitten nearly half to death and he's willing to stand up. I think if it was just a I'm gonna if you do, it wouldn't have nearly the same weight. The fact that you you don't see him get completely beaten up. It's a lot of it's off stage, but the fact that you you know that they're willing to go there, then it makes his stand up so much more powerful, I mm. feel. I get I guess like as well, I'm sort of thinking of the debate of how early is too early to show off some of these concepts too. Like it mm. almost I mean, 2019? Oh, God, what year is it? Um, Yes, I I can confirm. Miranda (laughs) is nodding. It is 2019. Um, 2019. Um, You know, like with the whole Me Too movement, watching A Bug's Life for the first time in, for me, years, it's really, like, sobering to see that story for the first time. I'm almost losing my train of thought because I'm like, oh, this is too real. That's fine. I'll I'll arrest you there. Please Uh, do. So do either of you have questions for the other or shall we move on to our final statements? Oh, well, you said you wanted to go first, so you go first and I'll think of a question. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to have a question. Uh, It's just this is your time to to, uh, accuse or develop an idea if you wish or we can move on. 
Well, what what do you think is the worst part of your movie, and how can you defend it? And then we'll reflect that one back on Jen. <laughs> yeah, for Jan sure, as well. for sure. Yeah. But I'm curious because I'm well. My rebuttal, I pointed out lots of arguments in your story, so I just want to see what you have to say about it. About my story, about yeah. the worst parts of my story. Yeah. Um, I think that the worst part, it didn't like the scariest part as a kid. Well, I mean, define worst. Ooh. Well, I think <laughs> the scariest part as a kid would probably be Thumper whenever he got brought out because he was like snarling and growling. That was not a good time as a kid. Uh, I think probably specifically the bit when he rules a uh, dot when everything's on fire. That's pretty scary. Um, but also he's like the scary guy, you know? So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, and Jen, what mm. do you think is the worst part of your film? I mean, like... I, I don't find the whole incinerator bit as the worst part because that's more of an emotional part for me. I think Lotso turning out to just be a bad dude through and through. He has the chance to save everyone and he chooses not to because he's not a nice bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I feel like that's just the perfect example of there are some really rotten people in this world. Yep. And, and the movie's not trying to um, cover that in a, a sprinkly icing of people can be good sometimes if you yeah. teach them the right way like no some people are just trash all the way through and you just have to learn how to deal with them all right i guess uh on that sobering note we will take another <laughs> short break it's got real hey <laughs> pixar it does it to us okay we'll take a break and we'll be back with our final arguments So we're back for our final arguments in Toy Story 3 vs. A Bug's Life. Jen. Tension is high in the room. You will be going first. I know. And so you have one minute and your time starts when you start talking. All right, the final minute. Fun fact, I didn't get to finish my rebuttal before because there is so much wrong with Bugs Life fundamentally. (laughs) P.S. The whole idea to build a bird is stupid and I can guarantee it is not structurally sound. But in conclusion, Toy Story 3 is the perfect third installment for the series with it being so successful that they've gone ahead and made a fourth movie coming in June. It promotes good, wholesome family values with no one gets left behind, even flawed people deserve to be saved, never give up, being bitter gets you nowhere and just because things change doesn't mean that they didn't hold value memories will always be cherished this movie and series has gone on to pop culture fame it's super quotable it's gifable it's in video games heaps of merch an integral part of disneyland which honestly a bug's life has barely been remembered since its release this movie was the fateful goodbye that we all needed watching andy pass the toys to bonnie and not wanting to give away woody at the end is the most heartbreaking thing just after that stressful scene in the incubator where they hold each other's hands and accept their fate and like oh my god this movie to me is the best one to date toy story movies and, and this movie... Let's jig like, it no! up, you kid, and jughead and jack oh, in the box. Well, I was on, like, my final powerful sentence. I know, but that's what you get for trying to fit some more rebuttal in. Well, I guess it needed to be done. Okay. A, it's a happy sacrifice for me. All right, Alex, <laughs> you now have the same minute, and it starts when you start talking. A Bug's Life is beautiful in its art style and its animation with an incredible cast, but it flew under the radar coming off the back of Toy Story. I think the adults who watched it at the time of release were too entrenched in the system, while the kids who saw it too young to appreciate its message. That being, uh, that doing what everyone else is doing just because it's the way it has always been is a fundamentally dangerous concept that ultimately contributes to the machine that is keeping you in place, and that only by realizing the power we have as a community can we make a change, a message I think we can all 
have well and truly grown into. And maybe Toy Story 1 and 2 were great, but Toy Story 3 is so clearly just a cash grab, uh, repeating the same stuff that worked in the first movie, and the only redeeming feature about it, the ending, was completely undermined the second they decided to make a fourth one. It's They're playing their hand. It's all for the money, and very unfortunately, too, because it was a good ending, and they totally ruined it. Uh, it was also the first Pixar movie to start. The short-lived but much-beloved trend of the blooper reel. Just throwing that one in there. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think I said all I can say. Really, it's a genuinely great tension building. It's just really, really good movie. And yeah, it was just a good movie. I like it. Good. Okay, well, I, I won't press the button because that's the end of your time. All right, so I'm going to go off and do some maths. Please exchange your opinions on the other person's film, specifically the good ones. Okay. Yeah. I love that we both smiled at each other like, <laughs> <Yeah>. yay! <laughs> A good bit. Um, so I watched Bugs Life again um, for the first. I think I've only actually watched it two times in my life. Once when I was a child, didn't mm. really get it. Um, second time as a debater, ready to tear it to shreds, and I actually mm. like really enjoyed tearing it to shreds. There's some lots of really good tacky jokes in it. Yeah, I'm all for a good pun. So um, many bug puns. And and there's just I mean it's it's that token um, the way Disney goes. Hey, let's look at the the day-to-day life of ants and bugs and how we can turn things like a busy city um, into, I'm pretty sure it's like a trash can that's then been sort of like recycled yeah, to be their yeah. world. Like, the you know, that stuff is always so fun to see. And then the way, you know, things as, you know, we're humans and we watch bugs do bug things all the time. <laughs> so then to sort of see it from the, from the bug's eyes is kind of cool. That's what I always love about Disney movies. This yeah. is good. Nice. Your turn. I I also <laughs> really loved Toy Story three. I agree that it was an incredibly emotional ending. Um, I like, yeah, the furnace scene was terrifying, mm. genuinely. Mm. But the ending was genuinely heartfelt and wholesome, and I cried a bunch. And I think it was the the odds that they'd be able to land that ending. I was like, you know, I've I've been watching this since I was a young kid. You're gonna have to be pretty good to make this a satisfying ending. And they did. And it was so good. Mm -hmm. And also I loved the fact that they waited until whether intentionally or not, Mm -hmm. um, the audience who grew up with Toy Story would be the same age as Andy by the time the third movie came out. And so you'd be able to relate. That's so clever. If not intentional, then very clever. Also, it looks beautiful. I'm almost Uh, certain it was intentional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, they waited. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm just enjoying the conversation now. (laughs) They waited the perfect amount of time. But, like, at the same time, now that they have the fourth movie coming out, I'm like, we all were, I mean, I don't know about you. I was so worried when they announced the third movie because I'm like, oh, they're going to butcher it. Yeah. The same way that Shrek released how many movies, you know, <laughs> and then they just came in and nailed it out of the park. Hit it out of the park? I'm just combining two phrases any tra- together. Any trailer that drops in, why am I alive? <laughs> That's a movie I want to see. <laughs> what a question. Yeah, Pixar, you better deliver with the goods on this one. Yeah. So I feel like they know that it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Or it's going to be the complete opposite where it is a cash grab and it'll be terrible. It's one extreme or the other. Well, speculation aside... I have done my maths. Cool. Sweet. Which uh, which segment would you like to start on? Anyone? Disney Touch. I, I just <laughs> I just want to sit back. Disney and- Touch. <laughs> now, the majority of Jen's argument for that Disney Touch was nostalgia. Um, again, Disney. This is well trodden uh, road for Disney. Toy Story. This is their big ticket 
item and they love going back to it. They know how to tug all those heartstrings. And so those were the points that you, you gave me. And again, Alex couldn't really touch on those points. There was no rebuttal made against the impact that Toy Story and Toy Story 3 has on Disney and Pixar. Mm. Alex's argument was more about the impact that it made at the time. And again, like they, again, uh, this is something I knew about Bugs Life Appreciation Day. <laughs> I think that's really great. And, and it, did we check that fact? Is it is oh. it real? Um, I just assumed it was real. <laughs> Sounded like something that would be real. Bold. Bold. <laughs> Every week they get around and they watch Bugs Life. <laughs> Is but there also... a moment where we could retally if this doesn't work? <laughs> well, yes, we can. Um, but also the fact of uh, the animation and this is Pixar starting to push the, the boundaries from what they did in Toy Story 1. Now, uh, Miranda, do we have a... Do we have... Do I need to, do I need to stop she's, recording? She's really searching right now. She's really searching. I mean, I, I I found it. There was a YouTube comment that was just like, this is a thing. And I was like, is this a thing? And I searched it and I found a thing saying it was a thing. Even if it only happened <laughs> once, I'm happy to give you this point because hey. I think that that is, is, is a token of how much it means to the people at Pixar. So this segment is tied. Hey. You're tied hey. in, in this topic. So... Uh, let's move on to the music. Now, <laughs> Toy Story 3 won an Academy Award. Yeah, it did. For the music. Suck it. Which song, though? Uh, yeah, I, it, for, the, for the whole score, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, I'm not entirety. sure. It was just one of the, the points that uh, Jen made. Uh, so, and the only, the only thing that you could say against it, Alex, or that you did say against it was the fact that it is a revisitation of what's come before. And that is true enough. Uh, but Toy Story is their big ticket item. They don't spare any expense. Uh, and so uh, for A Bug's Life, Randy Newman, of course, doing what Randy Newman does, this is before he kind of um, really deserved more recognition at this point then and he kind of got that in the following film so you can't undersell that but just on weight of numbers of points toy story 3 won Ha-ha. the magical music yes i'm when, way too invested in this. when it comes to the movie magic um there was a lot of a lot of stuff that you threw at me here. There was the ants controversy. Um, there was uh, again your very valid point of the repetition of the story elements and the styles and the plot, even um, without too much like variation or ex- exploration on what else could happen. Um, also, uh, like I've, I've written down characters here, uh, like l- scene composition, uh, the amazing cast in both films. Uh, not mentioning any any specific names; those all those names did go down in cons, so don't worry. <laughs> I've counted all of those. Um, but I think on the weight of that repetition argument. Uh, the movie magic goes to a bug's life. It really did push the envelope from Toy Story further than it ever had before. And, like, that is what, even more so than Toy Story, defined Pixar as technology-defining company mm-hmm. um, or as a technology-defining company. Let's go up to memorable moments. Both of you threw a lot of memorable moments at me. Um, again, like, 
Pixar is great at running the full spectrum of emotion from horrifying, scary, uh, intimidating to loving to nostalgic to... And both of your films are great examples of everything that they do. Um, However, Jen just managed to put a couple, a bit of a kibosh on some of the points that Alex made and so the memorable moments goes to Toy Story 3. Yes! (laughs) So it all comes down to the message. Now, uh, when we're talking about things, if it's too scary, what what are your... What are you? What is your movie telling the audience? Again, Jen, your movie is made for those kids who've grown up. To all the Andes who have watched Toy Stories th- one, two, and three, mm-hmm. and so you're speaking directly to them as like, what do you do with these toys that you love, but you just aren't invested in anymore? Mm. And how do you honor them? And that's really the one central point of that film, on top of things that have been explored in other. Toy Story films like friendship and banding together and working together and being open and accepting of other different people. Mm. Um, when it comes to A Bug's Life, the anti-bullying message, the also the the uh, the the uh, you didn't use the word, but the uh, communist message, um, <laughs> and and unfortunately, Jen, you used toxic masculinity as a point against uh, Alex's film, but he twisted that around as like that's what this movie is punishing, that exact behaviour. So that actually turned around for Alex and A Bug's Life has taken out (gasps) the message, meaning that A Bug's Life is the better Disney film. That is bravo. Bravo. So congratulations, Alex, for winning with A Bug's Life. I will give it to you. Bravo. Thank you very There was much. a well, good debate well from both of you. That was, that was keeping me on my toes then. Um, was, I apologise to everyone who loves Toy Story 3. If you think I have made the wrong choice, you are free to do that and have your say on our Facebook page. There will be a survey up there if you're listening to this now and you can vote for Toy Story 3. If it wins that poll, then it has a chance to go into the next round with all the other winners as a wild card entry. So you get to have your say. Also, you can write in, contact us. I'm willing to admit that I am wrong. It's 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 controversial. It is controversial. And these two this, movies are so great. It would have been controversial either way. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, so you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook. Thank you, Miranda, for fact-checking us all the way to the end. Well, not quite to the end, but I did. <laughs> I did. That's a John Lasseter quote about uh, the Bugs Life Appreciation Week, which was an impromptu thing that happened one time. I heard Only one time. All the time. Well, <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> 52 weeks a year. Well, once they hear about the outcome of this debate, I'm sure it will be Bugs Life Appreciation Week again. Thank you, Jen, for coming in and arguing for Toy Story 3. No workers. And congratulations, Alex, for winning for a Bugs Life. We'll see you again in the next round. I mean, surely there's other Toy Story movies in the next round, right? They can just continue yes, the, the race for me. Yes, there are two Toy Story movies in the next I, round. We're fine then. It's I'm fine. fine. <laughs> 
I won my debate for Toy Story Thank 2. Thank you. So <laughs> I'm passing the baton to we you. We will band together <laughs> by the time we get to the third round and we play we debate in teams, is that right? Correct. Ooh. Yeah, the third round will be in teams. You can be on Toy Story <gasps> 2 team. Thanks. Yeah. All right. This just in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will be us for this week. Thank you for listening in again. Keep listening to Disney and we'll be here at the same time next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs dog stories, dog breeds, dog tips and tricks, dog puns, dog jokes, dog everything. Out if you're not listening, uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open. With tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 Saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik. Terms and conditions apply. Busy day ahead. Why not save time and shop online at supervalue.ie? Order before 12 noon and have your shopping delivered today. Let our expert pickers do the shopping for you and our helpful drivers deliver it when you get home. Download the Supervalue app now or shop online at supervalue.ie. 